Hello, welcome to another episode of Fight on Montana. My name is Angel Villanueva. I'm joined today by Adam Healy. Um, and, and today we're kind of going a little bit off the rails, something um, a little bit not traditional as, you know, what we normally do, you know, interviewing other coaches are kind of really focusing on Grizz athletics in general. Um, today's podcast is, is, is really an honor of Jesse Sims. Um, and the kind of the reasoning for it is, it was really on my heart, I think, to just express verbally um, to the public, to the community, you know, how grateful I am for the type of man that Jesse was. Um, he truly was somebody in my life that inspired me in ways that I never could put into words until recently, you know, not until I really kind of sat down and um, took a second to kind of process you know, how important it was in my life. You know, I'm, I'm sure you have people like that in your life that, you you know, yeah, that you're super definitely. grateful for. And, you know, he's kind of the man uh, was was that provided that foundation to kind of really get through it on a day-to-day basis. Um, people may know this, but me and Jesse, along with, I think it was 28 other recruits, all came on campus at the same time. And one of the funny things, as soon as you stepped on campus, everybody was like, He's not a college football player. You know, he's too big. He His beard is too too long. You know, he just did not look like the prototype football player that all of us kind of came into. You know, we look like kids. That was a grown-ass man walking around campus talking about, I'm 18. You know, deep a voice deeper than probably 80% of the team, you know. And so um, I remember when I first saw him, just uh, really just kind of to himself. You know, he'd go back to his room, he'd go to workouts, he'd go to practice, go to dinner, and then go back, go back to the room himself. If he was sitting with someone, because that's one of the things we did our freshman year, they kind of grouped us together, and obviously the freshmen kind of link up. Um, he was, you know, really quiet, you know, kind of a shy presence, you know. You, you would expect seeing him and his statue and his build to be just a man that, that, that you know, kind of admitted you know, a, a sense of arrogance just because of who he was, you know, he, w- he was more athletic than us. He was stronger than us. He was faster than a lot of us. You know, he was just kind of a freak of an athlete, man. But and then everybody knows him as a gentle giant. And that's truly what he was. Um, I remember my first interaction with him. I went up to him and I was like, there's there's no way in hell you're 18. Uh, and he just looked at me straight faced like I I'm a super sociable guy. You know, I was trying to make light. <laughs> You know, try to joke around with him. He looked at me straight face. He was like, yeah. And I was like, <laughs> right. uh, And I was like, hey, okay, maybe try it again. And one of the things is, <laughs> whatever reason, I had trouble kind of getting to him. I, mm-hmm. I really kind of established a relationship early on. Um, I think a large part in that, I mean, I was still trying to find myself coming from Los Angeles. I mean, growing up, I grew up around Mexican, me being Mexican. I went to Quintineras, you know, in Mexican food all the time. And then also it was 50% Mexican and then 50% African-American. So that's all I know. You know, mm-hmm. out here, it was a culture shock. So maybe that's in part of why I felt the way that I felt. Um, but the funny thing is I've never felt like I couldn't come up to him and just have a conversation, no matter how how weird it was or awkward it was the first couple of times, simply because, you know, we were trying to find a way to relate, trying to find a way to connect. Um, kind of a fun little story is um, obviously struggling the first couple of years, didn't really know how to process things, didn't really know how to 
you know, kind of go about this. I didn't know how to be, you know, a big boy away from mom and dad and, you know, no security and kind of really on my own. Um, and I remember one day he was like, I, I was always joking with him. I was like, I need to come ha- back home to Steve I with you. You know, I want to I want to see what, what your life was, you know, mm-hmm. and then we can sure enough comes up to me. He's like, what are you doing this weekend? I was like, nothing. I'm tired of going out. I'm tired of partying. What's up? What's the deal? And he was like, well, do you want to come? I'm going to go kind of fish and just kind of hang out all weekend and just, you know, really kind of relax. And I, that was the opportunity. I was like, yeah, I'm going to do that. I felt like I needed to do it. And mm-hmm. second of all, it was like I was just so intrigued and curious about the man that he was because um, by that point, I knew his work ethic. I knew what type of man he was. Um, he was in there before everybody else, and he stayed longer than anybody else. Um, and that wasn't because he was trying to prove something to himself. That's simply just the man that he was. And so he invites me over, uh, come over. As soon as we get there, um, I ended up getting there a little bit after he got there. And he, uh, he's, in the, he's in his garage working out with his dad. His dad's stronger than him. And I think at this time, Jesse's freakishly strong. And I'm, you know, kind of in awe and this and that. And I was like, no, I, I'm going to stay on the couch. Like, you guys go ahead and work out. You know, I'm exhausted. But that's the type of work. That's just the household he grew up in. You know, they loved working yeah. out. He loved spending time with his dad. And, and that was a, a way that they bonded. They want to go lifting, you know, in the garage. And uh, it, was, it was just super kind of cool to see that. It kind of made me got to a point where I was like, man, I wish – you know, me and my dad were a little bit like that too, but my dad is n- not 6'5", 300 pounds, 6'4", 300 pounds. My dad is 5'8", you know, 140, so he's a completely t- different build than, than what I am. So it just wasn't something, but Jesse's dad's built like a brick too. So um, kind of moving on throughout the weekend, he was like, hey, you want to go fish? I was just like, I never even caught a fish before. I was like, and I even told him at one point, I was like, I'm going to be honest with you. I've never even held like a rod. And he was just like, we'll change that. So we drive 15 minutes, you know, because he already lives kind of in his own little area uh, down in Steve. drive over to his little river, pull off on the side of the road. And I remember he was just kind of telling me, hey, you know what? You got to you got to sling it, you know, pull it back, you know, start reeling it in slowly. And then he just give me little tips like look at the water, look how it lit, you know, those types of things. And I remember... I felt a tug and I was like, oh no, it got stuck on a rock and it kept twitching. He was like, no, 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 that, that's a fish. And I was like, I don't know what to do. And so, and so I was just like, I don't know what to do here. So I gave it to Jesse and Jesse reeled it in for me, but I held it up like I had, I had caught the fish and like I had reeled it up. And I was like, wow. I looked at him. I was like my first fish. And he was like, he was like chuckling. He was just like, yeah, I guess I technicality, yeah. you know, I'll come to you, but not necessarily yours um and that's that's really kind of my first one-on-one real experience outside of football uh with jesse you know mm-hmm. moving along i remember that first year too uh, a lot of us didn't have money to go back home to california a lot of us didn't have money to go back home anywhere so it got to a point where we were stuck at home and obviously the coaches, you know, op- open up their homes and if they can't do it, then they'll have you kind of place with somebody that knows that they have some space at the table. But we really kind of didn't really wanted to um, bug anyone, you know, kind of at the point where we were like, oh, well, boohoo, we'll, we'll, we'll go buy a pizza and we'll just kind of hang out and that'll be our Thanksgiving, you know, we'll count our blessings that way. And um, he was like, no, there's no way. He's like, whoever doesn't have a place to stay, come over. You know, come over. 
Aunt Mom Julie welcomed us with open arms. You know, it was it was never a question of who you bringing over. It was more of a question of how much food do I have to cook for you guys? Mm-hmm. You know, so it was it it, it was just really kind of an eye-opening experience to see a man who came from such humble beginnings. You know, mm-hmm. he spoke softly, his family spoke softly. There are hard working blue collared people, you know, nothing in their life was handed to them, you know, just because they were, you know, athletic and big that meant nothing to them, you know? Yeah. And I think well, that was- if I remember right, Angel, he was coming out of, of, of high school. He was, probably not one of the best, if not one of the highest rated recruits yeah. that Montana has ever seen. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he had offers to go other places um, that were not FDS. They were, they were D1 programs. And so um, yeah, I just wanted to mention that, but yeah, keep on going, man. Like, no, it, no, you're, you're totally right. You know, he, he was just, a, you know, a freak. But the, the thing is, is, you know, I remember, I was at the stage, you know, where, where I just come to Montana, where I was, you know, I felt like I was, I was, I was something special because, you know, I had a little bit of attention from some FCS schools, you know, cause it's an awesome mm-hmm. feeling. It's a great yeah. feeling to know that you're being recruited and you're doing something special and you have a little bit of swagger to walk because, you know, people want you to be on, on their campus. And I think that's one of the coolest feelings, you know, but that didn't matter to him, you know, yeah. that, that to, to him, uh, after kind of speaking with him, I was like, because I remember seeing that he had an offer from Oregon State and he chose Montana, you know, and I remember coming up to him and I was like, man, so cool. Like, that's so this and that, you know, basically blowing, blowing smoke for him, you know, basically kind of congratulating this. And then he was just like, no big deal. You know, this is where I want to be. And I asked him, you know, multiple times, like, why here? And it was like, this is home. You know, and he, he never went into depth about it. But, I mean, kind of looking back on his life, it, it home. He grew up here. Mm-hmm. His sister went here. Um, his other sister, their family lives here. You know, they're locals. They're respected. They, they, they've grown a family here, you know. And I think that's one of the coolest things. You saw that and you felt that. You never felt uh, misplaced or outsided when she, whenever you were around them or outside or in their home, you know. I'd go up to Julie like she was my mom and give her a hug. You know, I'd go up to sisters, say hello, you know, give them hugs. How are you guys? And they were always so welcoming. And I think that's 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 really just one of the coolest things to, you know, kind of witness to be able to be around somebody like that and um, just be so open and honest and, and welcoming. You know, I think yeah. that's one of the coolest things about Jesse. Um, he, he didn't see color, you know, in any type of way, you know, he, I, I think about this and um, a lot lately, but um, you hear you hear the term "gone too soon," and for me personally, Jesse's the epitome of what that 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 term means. You know, mm-hmm. you never really understand it until somebody like that, um, you know, is not here, and 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 he, he was like, you know, just reflecting on it like a Superman. You know, yeah. the, the way that he did things not effortlessly but with no complaint was inspiring you know like i said when i was going through stuff and i felt bad for myself i remember i said okay i need to make some changes in my life where do i make those changes and then i started reflecting on some of the men that i was surrounding uh, i was surrounded with and i was like okay what do the dantes do 
What do the Sandries do? What do the Jessies do? You know, the the Dallases do. You know, what do those guys that I came in with do? You know, that's putting them in a position for success. You know, and instantly, you know, obviously thinking of Jesse. You know, he like I said, he was there before everybody else. And now when I felt bad about myself or felt bad about my body, you know. I'd get into a conversation with Jesse and it was like, God kind of put something in front of me. I remember one time I was complaining because I was in so much pain and my back was hurting and this and that. And I remember I was lipping around and I went up to Jesse, just kind of messing around with him. And I was like, how was your weekend? You know? And it was just like, I, I started doing hot yoga and I was like, hot yoga, really? You know? <laughs> and I was like, hot yoga. And it was just like, yeah, I do it a couple times a week. You know, and, and, and it got to a point where, you know, he was throwing up 500, 600 pounds like it was nothing for reps. Wow. You know, on, on a squat, he was benching, you know, closer to close, you know, above three, closer to four, you know, but like it was it was nothing, you know, like he can still keep going. And I remember asking him at the point, I was like, bro, do you even get sore anymore? He was just like, no, nah, not really. Yoga's really helped me. You know, so hmm. subtle changes like that have, I mean, I, and I guess that's a tip for the listeners out there that are athletes um, to take into consideration, you know, go, go do a little bit of extra work, go, go do some yoga, you know, go stretch a little bit, go do some uh, hip mobility or just mobility in general, because that's truly going to elevate your game to the next level. And I think we saw that with Jesse, you know, yeah, kind of transitioning onto uh, his career. You know, I, I definitely limited myself in a lot of ways. You know, I, I think there's always and I think a lot of people can relate to the fact that you get into situations where you feel like, hey, that's impossible for me to do. You know, that whether it be athletically, academically, whether that be in the professional world, it doesn't matter what stage in your life. I feel doubt creeps in on a lot of people, you know, yeah. as far as, hey, that's I can't do that. And I never felt that from Jesse, you know. Everybody else, I can say, I know that they had their moments. You can see when they have their moments, but no, kept a straight face. He was the same man at four in the morning as he was at 10 o'clock at night when we were leaving the building. You know, he, he, he did it with just such, such a straight face and such a not necessarily ease, but it was just a, it, it, he knew what his job was and he wanted to do anything in his, in his power to accomplish it. And I think that was one of the coolest things I was listening to. Um, um, who is it? Mike Tyson, you know, oh, his yeah. podcast that yep. he has. Yep. And, he, yep. and, and he was talking about the power of belief, you know, and he was basically saying uh, the power of belief is, is unbearable. The, the power of belief is impregnable. And um, um, the confidence when it's applied properly, you know, overcomes in a sense of genius. And, and then he started talking about how he's only here because he believed in himself, you know? And I think, that was a lesson that I didn't have instilled in me until I met Jesse. Yeah. You know, seeing how he approached every day, you know, he, he came to work every day. He, he came to hustle every day and he, he did it because he wanted to be there, but he believed in what he was doing. You know, he'd go live with the purpose. He'd go play with the purpose. And, and, and you saw that in a way that, that he kind of went about his day. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, I mean, do yeah. you think, you know, he, he was very genuine, like you were saying, and um, some of the stories that you've told me, like, do you think he was just a whole lot older, like, like soul wise? Like, yeah. 
That's a good way other people it. like like an old like not like an like he's old but like an old soul that mm-hmm. you know he was quiet he was a natural born leader that wasn't in your yeah. face wasn't all about himself he was just an old soul and you those those people like i know from my my point of view i gravitate towards because they're that that neutral they're that calming presence that Mm -hmm. i think in sports every team needs because you can just they're an anchor there's Mm -hmm. they're just something that you can rely on Mm -hmm. and you you said it perfectly right there you know they're an anchor He, he was an anchor in my life you know uh well i i you know, I, I never sat down and, and, and told him this, but I, you know, I, th- I feel very strongly about a lot of people in my life, you know, mm-hmm. and I, I displayed it in different ways, but I internalize what they mean to me. And, you know, I, I take it to heart and he was an anchor in my life. And I, I feel like so many people can speak to that, you know, um, yeah. everybody sees him and he's a big, strong guy, but you know, like how you said, he was an old soul. You know, yeah. he came with a gen- a gentleness that I I I could only hope to reach. You know, yeah, yeah. He, came, he came with a natural love and and, and a natural um, kind of calm. You know, that not a lot of people have, and I know it's something that, that I I don't possess, and I'm hoping that one day I could, you know, be there. But yeah. he truly was in, in in that light for sure. You know, and yeah, I, I've I've been around my shared tragedy. You know, I've I've lost in. I've lost in life, you know, uh, and this is something that um, um, a USC fighter said, and he was talking about, he's like, I've lost in life, I've lost in family, I've lost in love, but, you know, I keep rolling with the punches. And I think, you know, day in and day out when I was getting punched, I'd look to certain people and I'd see them and I'd say, okay, they're rolling with the punches too, you know? Mm-hmm. It, it kind of goes back to that Rocky movie, you know, it's not about how yep. hard or how many times you get punched, it's how hard you can take a punch to get back up. You know, I know it's super yeah. cliche, but, you know, it really was something that was on my heart all the time because I was rolling with some punches. I was fighting some demons internally that, you know, that was was troubling me, was scaring me when I was at that time frame, you know? I, yeah. I didn't know what I was going to end up or what was he going to do or if I was going to be, you know, permanently crippled for at some point in my career or, you know, angry and frustrated. And I think back to these people, you know, kind of that anchor, you know, and, and how he came with such a calm and a grace that he really inspired me to, to get up in a lot of ways, you know, to say, hey, let's well, go get it done. Yeah. And the, what I've heard, I, I didn't know Jesse personally, but some of mm-hmm. the stories that I've heard is he was the ultimate, you know, uh, care of people, of kids. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he, he gave his time. He gave um, you know, just, he was good around kids. You know, I know he was working, um, hel- helping kids um, develop in their, their sports and just helping kids. Um, and so I, I feel for those kids, um, but I'm glad for those kids because, mm-hmm. you know, Angel, hearing what you've you've heard, it gives me as a dad, like it, it gives me some kind of solace where those kids are seeing that too. And they've mm-hmm. seen, maybe they've gotten those lessons that you've gotten from yeah. him. And so maybe it'll rub off. I hope it rubs off. Mm-hmm. You know, one of those, one of those people that, you know, doesn't come around very often, a once in a mm-hmm. lifetime guy. And um, yeah, like you said, way, gone way too soon, but yeah, we can, we can take something from this. Mm-hmm. I hope exactly. everybody 
And and I think you're you're right. You know, I think it, it's truly is something special. You know, it, it's easy to say that I was inspired by him, but what's truly incredible is that he had such a you know profound presence in so many young kids' lives. You know, yeah. the, the time, the effort, and I remember. Um, kind of when I graduated, I was floating around a little bit, kind of didn't know what I want to do. I mean, I'm still trying to figure it out. I'm not perfect by any means, you know, but um, yep. it was one of those things where me and Jesse kept in contact. We text each other, you know, relatively frequently as compared to some of my other friends, you know, I mean, we would talk maybe a couple of times a week or maybe once a month, you know, uh, whether it be through text or, you know, at one point we went to I went snowboarding with him and we kind of caught up there. But one of the things that we always talked about was, um, opening up a gym together, yeah. you know, we really kind of talked about, I mean, I, I remember kind of once I got over through that depressive stage, I remember th- st- just internalizing and I said, man, I feel so much better like this eating healthy. I feel so much better lifting weights. I feel mm-hmm. so much better. It truly is a, a, a saving grace to be able to be healthy and move. And regardless if, you know, I have partial nerve damage in one of my legs, but, um, Regardless of all that, you know, really taking it seriously um, changed my life in a lot of ways, you know. And I think um, when it came to Jesse, um, we would always talk to each other. And I said, hey, man, you know, fitness has been such a huge part of my life. And I remember him saying that it's my life, you know, Mm -hmm. not a part of his life, but it is his life. You know, he's a health and human performance major. You know, he worked at Fairlers Gym throughout his college career. So on job, on top of being a, you know, a student athlete and it really was his passion to be around those kids. And every time I had to call him, he'd be like, man, these kids, these kids, I care about these kids, you know, mm-hmm. you know, and, and we talk about wanting to open up a gym one day, you know, and I was just like, Hey man, I don't know anything about how to run a gym, but it sounds like you have a better <laughs> idea. I'll invest some money down the road when I get a couple of dollars and, you know, I'll help out any way I can. He was just like, yeah, I'll keep you in mind. I'll keep you in mind. And I was like, okay, cool. That's all that, that's all I can really kind of ask for, you know? Yeah. Yeah. The dude, the the dude was special in my life for sure. Um, he he truly, you know, he, a lot of people like to call themselves warriors and Spartans, you know, and I think he was the epitome of of what a warrior should be, you know, not just on the football field but outside, not just being in an aggressive sense, but knowing how to control yourself and take care of business. I mean. I remember I was trying to get him into, you know, all types of trouble when I was a freshman. I bet, bro, come, let's go out. Like, we've had such a long week. Let's go party. Let's go do this. And he was like, uh, I don't know. I think I'm just going to stay in and play Call of Duty. And I was like, ah, okay, cool. You have a PS4? He was like, no, I have a PS3. So he wasn't even playing on the current system. But it made me angry. You know, I figured if it was like the new Call of Duty game on the new system, you'd be solid. But no, I mean, he'd sit there and I I remember I'd come over to his room and I steal a couple of his mom's cookies and I'd be like, all right, I'm gonna go party. I'll, I'll probably see you tomorrow hungover or something, you know? And yeah. so that's, that's kind of who he was, man. He was about his business. He went on on a Friday night after a long week and he relaxed, you know, he enjoyed, he earned his weekends to, you know, play video games and have a couple of cookies and just kind of be there. You know, and yeah. I think uh, that was one thing that I was, I was, I was like, man, I, I fall into peer pressure too damn easy. I, w- I wish I was a little bit more like him in that. You know, <laughs> somebody tells me to go, I'm like, I'm out the door. I'm out yeah, the door. Well, let's go. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and so um, it, it, that's the type of man he was. And I think yeah. uh, as I've grown older, 
and a little bit wiser and not as influenced. I think I, I, you know, I find myself, you know, whether it be consciously or subconsciously kind of going back to him, like, okay, you know, how, how do I stand for myself? You know, how do I make my own decisions? How do I speak calmly? How do I, you know, greet people with a welcoming presence, you know? And those yeah. were, I think, some of the bigger lessons that he's definitely taught me. And, um, um, and I know I make him sound like he's a little cheese ball because he is. He's a little cheese ball. He's a little fluffy guy. He's, he's the nicest guy in the world, man. But, man, I hated playing against him, man. I hated <laughs> playing against him, man. But the thing about him was he never held any animosity. I mean, yeah. I remember one time, and naturally, in the game of football, you're going to get into some scuffles with a couple of people. Oh yeah, you know, you're gonna get into some, you know, some trash talk, some angry talk, what this and that, and everything in between. It's just part of the game. Things get heated. You, you're you're sitting around with men with their testosterone through the roof. You know, it's bound yeah. to happen like that. You know, yeah. so but Jesse never found himself in that position. I remember one time, um, I was I was I was first string, and I had just caught him off the field. And Dallas, who's one of my closest friends, um, he played here a couple of years ago. Um he was out on second string because he was just coming back um, into the rotation. And eventually that, that, that season was going to be the first year that he started and played. And I think Jesse went out there as well because they had him in a rotation, you know, ones and twos and twos and ones. And um, I remember Jesse was, was running towards the ball down the field. And I remember Dallas just running full speed ahead, full speed ahead and through his whole body. And Jesse's not looking at him. He's looking at the opposite oh. way. You know, so you just see, boom, falls onto the ground, gets back up. They get into a little scuffle. They break it up. It was really nothing serious. And then after, after you know that that practice, I was like, dang, that's gonna be awkward. They're probably really upset at each other right now. So I went up to Jesse and I was like, you good? And he just looked at me and it was just like, part of the game. And I was just like, dang, like I would have been <laughs> angry at Dallas for like three months. You yeah. Know? Like, how do you have that much composure, you know? Like, and it truly was like, dang, okay. You got to, you know, it's that saying, you got to know when to hold them, know when to fold them. Exactly. You know? And he, exactly. he always really knew how, how, how to hold them, you know? And seeing that, that right there is just amazing. Like, I, I don't, I'm like you, I, I would be in somebody's face, you know, with, mm-hmm. with football being such a competitive and, in physical and violent sport yeah that blows my mind yeah yeah and that, that's just how he was geared you know he, he was he was ready to get a job done you know and i think that's that's one of the coolest things it doesn't matter it could have been the worst position out there he he could have been uh you know uh, punting the ball or uh, pump pump returning the ball and he was like all right i'll go do it you know there's no quite i'm gonna do it to the best of my ability i'm gonna make sure i hold on to the ball I think he was recruited yeah. for Oregon State for tight end, so he has hands too, you know. So yeah. uh, it was just really cool to kind of see him in that light and know him in that light. You know, I knew him as a warrior in all facets of life. You know, a warrior in in his school, a warrior on the field, um, a warrior in his personality, and, and and a warrior in a sense of you know being kind to people, just being a good person. Not letting mm-hmm. that notoriety of of Mister Thirty Seven, you know, kind of get to his head. Yeah. You know, I've, I've I've heard of stories where where guys, you know, they they love the attention, and you see it sometimes. You know, no, I none no guys that I know, but I've heard of stories before in the past that you know some guys just really ate it up, and some guys 
on the team as well. They they love the notoriety or kind of the 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 little flash of hey, we know who you are because you're on a mm-hmm. football team, and you know, and that never bothered him. You know, I remember when he was when we got named Mister. I was like, oh, congratulations! How do you feel? And it was just like nothing's changed. And I was like, I sat back and I was like, I respect that answer, you know? Yeah. Like it really, it, it wasn't like because he got 37, he worked harder. Because he got 37, he changed his personality and, and he did something he, that wasn't him. It was just, hey, it's it's a work day. You know, yeah. all, I, all I did was get a new shirt, you know, next, mm-hmm. next one. And I think there's something to be said about that. There's something to be respected about that, you know? And I think the yeah. funniest thing, too, is, I mean, that he was a girl dad. He wanted to be a girl dad, you know? And I think uh, looking back at that, you know, behemoth of a man, him just tending little babies that fit in the palm of his hands, like, dude, think about that. You know how much of a mm-hmm. gentle giant you have to be? You know, I'm terrified of little girls. I'd rather have boys, <laughs> if I'm being totally honest. But, like, man what a special dude to be a part of. And I think um, we'll kind of, we'll kind of close it up here soon, but yeah, for me, for me personally, um, everybody has their 37, you know, I mean, other, every team has their own 37 that they call their own. Um, And Jesse's always going to be mine. Um, You know, there's nothing that's ever going to change that or or make me think any differently. You know, it's just one of those guys. He's, he's, you, you hear that term number one on the field, number one in my heart, you know, that, 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 that applies, that applies to Jesse for me, you know, 37 on the field, 37 in my heart. Like uh, that'll never change for me. You know, I have nothing but unconditional love for, for him, his family, um, his, his fiance, everybody, man. I think they're such an amazing group of people. And I just, uh, I'm, I'm so fortunate to, to, to know people like that in my life because they've truly, um, got me out of some dark, rough places, and all I can be is uh, show my gratitude and hopefully, you know, kind of carry it on and inspire the next person that you know I hopefully meet. So that's that's all I really have to say, you know, about it. I kind of wanted to keep it short and sweet, but I also wanted mm-hmm. to pay kind of my respects to, you know, Jesse and who he was and kind of um, what he stood for, you know. Yeah, definitely. And we, you know, we, our hearts go out to his family and his fiance. Mm-hmm. Um, and just with, with this tragedy, you know, just hold your loved ones that much tighter. Um, and if you knew them, hold on to those stories and what you've learned from them. And if you, if you don't, you know, make sure you get to know who he was. Uh, yeah. I'm glad, you know, with this episode that I got to know him a little bit better through uh, Angel, your stories. Um, it's just, you know, one of those one once in a lifetime type guys. And, um, hopefully we can, uh, not make it once in a lifetime. We can kind of, kind of grow what he was as a person and, and grow off that as, as people. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. And when it comes to my time to, you know, you know, head up to the big man's, you know, up, up there, you know, I, I know he's going to show me the way, you know, and I Amen. think, uh, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see him again, and I'm excited for that day to come. Amen, man. Yeah. Well, thanks, guys, for listening. Um, that was another episode. Um, mm-hmm. Feel free to reach out to us with any questions, comments, concerns, and, uh, yeah, we'll see you on the next one, guys. Thank you guys for listening, and we appreciate your time.